Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've heard me say many times that Advent, finding its fulfillment in Christmas, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, is truly a season of wonder. We certainly see this in the Holy Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 2, our Gospel reading for this Mass. Quite frankly, one of my favorite unveilings because of, because of the incarnation of Christ our God. And I'm going to go over the Gospel reading for a moment. But the only way that we're going to see what our Lord is trying to show us and unveil for us this evening is that as I tell this Gospel story, if we can picture ourselves there, seeing what the shepherds saw. And then I think we'll see what the Lord is doing for us even now. So we're told that shepherds were near Bethlehem, and they're watching their flocks by night. One single angel appeared, and listen to the wording. One single angel appeared and stood before them. You know, a lot of times we picture this scene we may picture the angels up in the air or surrounding them at a distance, but that's not what the scripture tells us. That angel came and literally stood before the shepherds. And the angel proclaimed to them that the Savior of the world had come to them being born in a manger and told them where they might find this Savior. But now listen to what happens just after the message that the one angel all of a sudden, things unveil more. And we're told that with the angel, suddenly with the angel, there stood a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. And notice the wording. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Again, it says nothing about the angels being distant up in the skies being revealed to them. It said that a multitude came and stood with the other angel who was right there with him, standing before him in the earth. And the first angel, we're told, stood before them and suddenly the rest of them surround them, if you can picture that. Can you imagine the look of childlike wonder on the faces of the shepherds and a bit of fear at what was being revealed to them? And the multitude proclaimed in praise to God, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, the good will of God toward men. And I'll tell you, this is why it's one of my favorite parts in the whole narrative of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ that we're celebrating today. Because it unveils something for us all. It tells us just how close the kingdom of God has been brought to us through this Christ child. Again, one angel appears. It's as if the veil is pulled just a little bit. But then the whole multitude of the angels, the veil opens up wide. And the shepherds realize just how close they are. Just how real they are. Just how with them they are upon the earth. And the angels are praising God. And mankind's heart is they're praising God. You have to imagine this. It is being lifted up in praise at what they're seeing. Glorifying God. And they join with that. And all of a sudden, you need to see this. All of a sudden, something had just happened that had not been since the Garden of Eden. 
God, His kingdom, the angels, and God's crown of creation, mankind, are all of a sudden all together once again upon the earth. How is this possible? How could this even be so? Because unto us a child is born. The wonder of the word of God made flesh. The kingdom of God and of all creation that had been suffering the results of the fall of mankind. All of a sudden is meshed together again through a child who is God, Christ our Lord. And as Christ is, received, is conceived and now born, Jesus not only becomes one of us and dwells among us, but he brought with him the fullness of the kingdom of God to dwell with us, around us, surrounding us at all times. How many times do we hear through the words of the blessed forerunner, St. John, when he was proclaiming in his ministry, and then also Jesus Christ himself when he was teaching early in his ministry that the kingdom of God is not distant. The kingdom of God is near now. It has come near to us. By the way, with all of these truths, do we realize that in every liturgy of Christ's holy church, we have the blessing of experiencing this, of growing in the experience and the wonder of what the shepherds saw in that very moment. Every time we worship in the liturgy, where in the liturgy? We start off by crying out to God the Kyrie. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You know what we're crying out? Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Lord, come. Heal me. Save me. Mend me. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And when we're done crying out for mercy, we are given to experience and re-experience not only God hearing our cry for mercy, but actually responding to it as we're here worshiping God in those very moments coming to us. Because what do we do after we cry out, Lord, have mercy? We sing the song of the angels that they sang to the shepherds that showed how close the kingdom of God had come to them. We sing the Gloria. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill towards man. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we, glor we worship Thee, we magnify Thee for Thy great glory. You have to understand what's happening in those moments. You know, we, we've been talking about this forever, and the church has been sharing this for 2,000 years. That in, in the liturgy is the unfolding of the fullness of, of the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of our souls. And this is just but a part of it. That we cry out for mercy like all of creation was. And then God gives us the opportunity and understand what's happening. When we sing the Gloria, the angelic hosts are joining with us. But it goes even further from the church. Thank God it gets even greater than that. Because now even the saints of God who have gone before us join with the angelic host, joining with us who are alive here and today, singing Gloria in excelsis Deo. We are surrounded by these things every time we come to worship. This is God active in, just like with the shepherds, revealing the kingdom of God to us in the liturgy, which lifts our heart from the lowliness up to Christ in praise. To behold Him, to see Him, because through Christ, the Word of God made flesh has brought the kingdom of God near to us. That we might experience Him, and that we might find salvation. Tonight, 
in this first Mass of Christmas, let me leave you with this thought, an astounding thought, wondrous words by St. Gregory of Nazianzus, bishop in the fourth century. Listen to what's happening tonight, and it goes with what we're talking about. Tonight, he says, tonight darkness is loosened, light is created, the pillar of fire is given to Israel. Those dark in ignorance see the great light. Old things are finished. All has become new. Shadows disappear because the truth now enters. Nature's law, that is death. Nature's law is overturned for heaven needs healing. What was invisible now is distinguishable. What was untouchable now is touchable. This is our festival. This we celebrate. God coming to man, that man might return to God our Father. Off with the old man and on with the new. Once dead in Adam, now alive in Christ. Born with Christ. Crucified with Christ. Buried with Christ and risen with Christ. Incredible words of the incarnation and our salvation. How is all of this possible? What St. Gregory expresses? The kingdom of God drawing so near to us we can experience it here on the earth surrounding us. Moving us to Christ for our healing and for our salvation. How? Because. Christ is born. Glorified. Christ is born. Glorified. Christ is born. Glorified. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.